1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors is sponsored by InnerVine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at intervine.com.
2: of second amendment radio and the great outdoors thank you so much for joining us today my name is tony colombo in studio with our producer chad ellis and joining us once again from his home as we continue to practice proper social distancing here at second amendment radio is my partner bo matthews bo what's happening What's up, boys? How are you? I am well. We've got a great show on uh, tap for you today. In the next segment, we are going to be talking to our friend Austin Peterson. been a little while since Austin's been on the show. Uh, You may remember Austin. He was, in 2016, he was the runner-up to the libertarian presidential candidacy. He was uh, just behind. Gary Johnson was almost that party's presidential, uh, nomination nominee. And then in 2018, he ran for United States Senate here in the state of Missouri against, uh, Josh Hawley and lost that primary to him. He is now a, uh, morning show host. He's joined, uh, he's joined us, Bo, and is now a radio guy and hosts a radio show in Missouri's capital, Jefferson city, uh, every morning. So, uh, Austin is a, his, when he was running, for office, his number one platform was Second Amendment rights, he is a very uh, outspoken defender, of nice. Second Amendment rights and hunting and fishing and the outdoor lifestyle and all those things. So it's always good to talk to Austin. We'll do that. And a little bit later on in the show, we'll also talk to our friends from Osage County Guns. But right now, joining us, as he does every week at this time, is the owner of Southern Armory, Aaron Tarlow. Aaron, what's happening, my friend?
3: Hey, how are you guys? Everybody staying out of trouble?
2: Trying to, trying to. How are you?
3: Oh, living live in the dream. <laughs> so,
2: living the dream. I wanna start with um Uh, I want to start right into this with a question for you, Aaron, because uh, you are our resident experts in gun laws and CCW regulations and all that sort of stuff. And we had received an email. Actually, Bo received the email um, Uh after last week's show. Bo, why don't you – I I know you probably don't have the email right in front of you. But Could you just uh, kind of summarize what that email was saying and um,
3: uh, – very popular. He got a couple of phone calls to our store. Oh wow! Well, there you go. Oh,
4: oh well, gosh, what did, what did they say? Definitely want to hear
3: that story. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll share that here in a little bit. What's your email, there, Bo? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: so, so it came in. Um, uh, it was a voicemail. I'm reading the transcription of it in the email system we have, and it says, "Hi, my name is Perry Smyth or Smith, maybe S M Y T H. I was listening to both Matthews. Oh, this this is a." Uh, Talk to text does not work. Uh, I was listening to Bo Matthews yesterday. He was talking on Second Amendment Radio that if you had firearms and if you were able to leave them in the car to lock them up, that is partially correct. However, if you have a firearm, you are supposed to make sure that it is very secured. And he left his phone number, and I think, and I thought, well, didn't I say that? Yeah. I I, I thought last week. I mean, I I verified. Because so many people, I mean, in in the county I live in, the sheriff says 30% of people leave their vehicles unlocked, and that's how, you know, people will, the, the, the bad guys will come in and they'll just check door handles. They won't be breaking right. windows and making noise. Right. And so my my point was is making sure you have it locked up and secure. So,
2: so as I'm, we've learned, and re, at least I, I'm sure Bo has too. But I've what I've certainly learned in 22 years on the radio is that if you're not if you're not 100 clear with every possible, it happened to me multiple times this week. Uh, uh, and, and stories that I don't want to get into that you know if you don't. <laughs> If you don't make sure you, you can't just say something, even if it's a smart piece of advice like Bo gave last week. Hey, if you keep your car, if you keep your gun in your car, make sure you lock your doors. There's always going to be this, well, you know, you actually should be doing more than that. And you also, so it, a good piece of advice, uh, turns into a scrutinized, uh, statement set on the air. So, Obviously, that's great advice and something everyone should do is lock their doors if they're going to be keeping their gun in their car. But, Aaron, are there any other regulations? Are there any other um, uh, things that you either should or have to do if you are going to keep your gun in your car uh, for any extended period of time when you're not in there with it?
3: So Missouri doesn't have a law on the books. Illinois, our neighbor to the east, does says basically if you're going to leave your uh, firearm in a vehicle it has to be has to be secured and and I think that's uh, that's reasonable I think every gun owner should do that you know if you're going to go to a, a ball game in downtown St Louis you know you obviously can't take your firearm uh, in that stadium because it has seating for more than five thousand people uh, and they have they have you know screening devices there uh, you know the metal wands and they they look through your bags uh, etc you know you're going to leave it in your vehicle. And so I always give people a few pieces of advice like, hey, don't put gun stickers on your car, because if you're a criminal and you know what Magpul is uh, or you know what, you know, Veltor is uh, or, you know, Aimpoint. Well, uh, you know, those are what big are
4: those, those things? Hold on. What are those so, things?
3: So, right. So for, for the for the novice, like the new person, they may not know those. Those are brands that uh, of uh, accessories you can buy. But everybody knows Glock. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Colt. So see, you start leaving a Glock sticker on your car or a Colt sticker on your car. Uh, now, all of a sudden, the probability of you getting your car broken into, at in, in least in my opinion, exponentially goes up because sure. you're advertising. There, there could be a Glock or a Ruger or a Smith & Wesson, right? Those are household names, call them flagship brands. Um, but there's other, you know, manufacturers out there that are not um, really known for – uh, you know, known known in the firearms world outside of maybe the the, the real real hardcore enthusiast that says I need to have you know one of everything, right? So like H and R, most people wouldn't recognize an H and R sticker as a firearm brand. So uh, you know, keeping those off your vehicles, I think that's just solid advice. I don't think there's anything uh, anything wrong with that. Uh, I mean, I, and people go, what do I do with the sticker? Well, I got a cabinet in my house that I leave, you know. <laughs> You know, I have a you know I have a cabinet in my house that I put you know extra magazines in, and extra you know boxes of ammo and stuff like that and uh, that's where I put those stickers. I've got buddies that take and put stickers on their gun safe, and I think that's a I think that's an awesome idea because you know it's it, the only reason you're going to get in there is you know to show your other gun buddies what you got. So, But as far as, you know, the advice for you know locking it up in your vehicle, absolutely. You're talking to a guy that drives a Wrangler. I've got the hard top for security purposes, but it has, like, the locking glove box and locking center console. But that's just plastic, you know. So, you know, personally, and, and this was actually a discussion on um, one of the, the local shooting groups on Facebook, and uh, somebody got their guns going out of their car, and they were in downtown St. Louis at some sort of event, and everybody was like, why do you have a vehicle safe? Why do you have a vehicle safe? And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, of course, you know, I'm at home when I see this, and I, I go get my vehicle safe out of my, what we have deemed the tactical cabinet. And I'm like, hey, this is what it looks like, right? It's, it's a clamshell. It's got a key. And I prefer the key over the, the tumble lock. But, you know, it's got a key, and then it, it slides inside of, like, this uh, pre-made. Um, uh, I just totally went blank. Uh, it, anyway, it goes inside of, like, a cradle. And it locks into that cradle so it can't be removed from your vehicle. And I think they're, I think they're great tools. Um, they're good for vehicles, and they're also TSA approved. So if you're going to do an airline well, travel, you can have that. Wow.
4: I I just want to interject here that I think his name is Barry that uh, that uh, left me the voicemail and I I intended to call him back on the show but uh then Tony you said well let's just talk about it and we'll get some answers mm-hmm. I just want to clarify that whatever he thinks that I was missing and I will call him after the show is over with whatever he thinks I was missing out on my whole my whole thing just like I talk about cleaning guns to get more familiar with your firearms I right. you got to lock it up whether it's in the trunk or whether it's in one of these safes. and Really gun safes for your home are fairly inexpensive because the gun companies really want you to be safe with it, right? I would right. I and, would and hope and that the ever- uh the mobile I would hope that the automobile safes would they're probably more expensive because it's a specialized piece, but uh, right,
3: they're, like, they're actually like $40 though.
4: For uh for an automobile?
3: Yeah, we sell them at oh, guns the- where you come to Southern Armory and get them. Uh, and oh, okay. We order them in by the case and we sell them out very quickly and like I said they're about 40 bucks for the larger one oh, and, we, and we like the larger one because yeah, yeah they're, they're super cheap now every firearms manufacturer should give you it's a federal law it should come with a lock and uh, when you buy a used gun at Southern Armory we give you uh, a firearm lock as well so if you don't have that you know the the, the home safe right you can at least put a lock on it and and put it up high, or put it in a drawer, or whatever, whatever you want to do with it. But at least it has a lock with
4: it. Hey, do you guys remember? Uh, do you guys remember the guy that had a vehicle, like a, a big van, and he was going to park it next to downtown Bush Stadium or Enterprise Center? Yeah. And you could go in and check. And I talked to that guy yeah. uh, a few years back. That never did f- come through, did it? He never no. did finish that. No, there was a lot of.
2: In my opinion, there was a lot of issues with that plan.
4: But well, just steal it, the truck,
2: right?
0: You well, know,
3: it, it actually was a great idea, and I talked to this guy too prior to him investing in all this equipment. And I, you know, I, I told him, you know, hey, we were going to do this as well, and it never materialized because ATF would not give us the licensure. And if you're going to deal with firearms, even if it's just storing firearms. Uh, you have to be licensed by the ATF because you're engaging in the commerce of firearms. And ATF issues a license for the premise, the physical address. And they extend that license out for gun shows because it's a sanctioned gun show. And uh, that's why when you go to gun shows, you, every every transaction, even if it's person-to-person, has to be done through a dealer because you're on the licensed premise. Um, but it will get to another debate for another topic another time. Yeah, it was like a
4: food truck for guns, the, the is what, thing, the way I pictured it. The thing that
2: I didn't like the idea of this guy's got everybody's guns now, and now he's also going to be the one who determines if you've had too much to drink inside the baseball oh, game. Like, and if they, and it, the whole thing was like, well, if a guy comes out drunk from watching the game, you can't give him his gun back. Well, then that right. means somebody's going to make that decision who gets their guns back and who doesn't. And don't tell me that that's not going to cause a huge problem so So, whether anybody's everybody's heart could be in the right place but that just i saw lots of problems with that
4: or somebody could grab a wrecker and just tow it away you know just grab the the whole vehicle full of guns now with all these big you know and i know we're trying to get back to baseball and we're going to but there's not going to be any fans so we don't need it but maybe by next year how about a a locker like a coat check at at a restaurant or a bar where you can Gun check. How, or how, how about how just nice buy, how
2: about just go to Southern Armory, get yourself a vehicle safe, and p- lock your own gun in your own yeah, car. Yeah, you'd be
3: good. And, yeah, you'd now, be good. The <laughs> other the other problem, Tony, you, you mentioned, and you hit the nail right on the head. They go into this sporting event, they've had too much to drink. You can't give the firearm back because now you're committing a misdemeanor. So yeah. now you have a gentleman that has no storefront with a trailer with a truck attached to remove right. all these guns out. How do you get your gun back? Yeah. And so my solution was Southern Armory is open seven days a week. <laughs> you can come There you go. <laughs> arm after that. But again, ATF would not go for this. They yeah. liked the idea. They were like, we can't license
2: Well, because it. you have somebody making an arbitrary decision on who's had too much and who hasn't right. had too much to drink. And that's right. the button. So, and, hey, Aaron, you know, I don't, know, I don't want to run out of time. I don't want to run out of time. What did, uh, what, did what did people call about Bo?
3: Uh, so, yeah, they, they yeah. talked about Bo uh, <laughs> over the exact topic we just talked about. And there was, like several phone calls. And I'm like, what did he say? And my yeah, wife what did goes, I say? I don't know. He don't
2: gave a I good piece of advice. advice. Lock your doors if you have a gun yeah. in your car.
3: And so uh, I think the one, we had one good gentleman that was a little upset because he, well, when I'm in my vehicle, I should be able to have it wherever I want. And so my wife. <laughs> Granted, says, nobody I'm said you now. couldn't. And uh, this guy's like demanding your head, right? <laughs> He's like, he doesn't work for us, and he goes, well, "I want his home phone number." My wife's like, I don't even, I don't even know who he is. Like, I've never met him face to face. So uh, wow.
2: there must Do be I something know? in the water this week, Bo, because yeah. I got it this week on on social media about an innocuous comment that I made that I thought was just. Nobody, you know, it was just a common sense kind of thing to say. That I didn't even really think about too much about what I said, and it right. touched off an entire um, uh, Twitter storm.
4: It's ridiculous sometimes um, how that well, happens. But I guess I need to go back and listen to last week's show because I, I something must have come out differently. I, I think all you said was "lock your doors," and I think that's all you said. But hey, Aaron, before we run
2: out of time, uh, tell everybody what's happening at Southern Armory and how to find you.
3: So uh, good news is is we have uh, devised a plan to come up and, and get more inventory. So uh, that is in the works, and we should have a ton more inventory uh, flowing in this week, next week, et cetera. Uh, it just took a little bit of uh, time to get everything kind of set in motion and set up. But that's, that's the good news. Can't really tell you how we did it or et cetera, but it's going to happen. So uh, if you need us something, firearm, ammunition, come in, chat with us. And uh, we've got a list of still what's shipping in. But the good news is, is we're, we're we're able to secure a lot more inventory now. Uh, so you can find us on SouthernArmory.com. dot com. dot com. That's SouthernArmory.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd love to see you in store. Uh, we're located one mile east of two seventy forty four at ninety nine zero one Watson Road. And don't forget about our Facebook pages, uh, Southern Armory and Second Amendment News Podcast.
2: Great stuff. Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, thank you for your time. We'll talk to you back here same time next week.
3: All right. Talk to you same time next week. Bye.
2: All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we will talk to our buddy Austin Peterson, former politician, now morning show host in Missouri's capital, Jefferson City. He's going to join us on Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors next. Don't go anywhere we 2nd Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis, who never uh, ceases to amaze with the musical selection. Nothing wrong with that song. I just... It just caught me off guard. A little Elton John for you. I, I love it. I love it. It just, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't,
4: uh, I wasn't ready for that one. I think uh, Netflix has a special on Elton John and I really want to see it. I watched a yeah. Queen and uh, Adam Lambert special. That was really cool. Very but cool. Anyway. I yeah. got all this time on my hands. What am I going to do? <laughs> ben uh, what <laughs> We're going to talk to our buddy, Austin Peterson,
2: here in just a second. First, I wanted to remind you about the uh, great special happening at Intervine. Intervine.com, one of the great sponsors of the show right now, have two amazing offers for you. You can get a free lantern from Intervine just by sending a email to VIP at com. That's all you have to do. Send an email to VIP at com. Or if you want to take advantage of 50% off everything at Intervine, they, of course, are the local local family-owned company that makes the brightest, longest-lasting camping LED flashlights, lanterns, headlamps. They also have batteries in all different sizes. You can get 50% off everything at Intervine by going to intervine.com and using my name, Tony, as your discount code. So take advantage of that deal while you can, especially if you're going to be out and about in the great outdoors anytime soon. And, of course, anytime we're talking about the great outdoors here
4: on Second Amendment Radio, it's brought to you by... Razorback Armory. You can go to RazorbackArmory.com and learn about this great company who uh, really specializes in uh, firearms. They are a gun concierge. Uh, They are full service. They can customize. They can help you restore. Uh, Just get a hold of Razorback Armory. They are a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road in De Pere. Find them on RazorbackArmory.com and tell them Bo sent you.
2: And if there's any man that could have went into a career where he called himself a gun concierge, It's our guest now. Austin Peterson joins us on Second (laughs) Amendment Radio. Austin, how's it going, my friend? Great to talk with you again.
0: At your service, what
2: caliber
0: are you needing, and gentlemen? <laughs> All
2: of them. <laughs> so many of you will remember Austin from the 2016 presidential election. He was the runner-up to the uh, Libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson, also in 2018. Ran, of course, for Senate here in Missouri. Uh, that was the election that was uh, that was won by Josh Hawley. And for those who uh, haven't been able to keep up with Austin since then, uh, he has joined the Thanks of the radio host. Uh, awesome. Before we dive in, tell folks how they can uh, listen to you every weekday morning.
0: Well, thank you so much for the generous introduction there. I got two failures and a win, baby. My morning show. <laughs> my morning show. You have right? way more
2: fame than anyone else in this uh, in this conversation. So uh, yeah, I think you're
0: doing all right. <laughs> I'm all about those likes on Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, hit me up. On, I'm AP for Liberty on uh, pretty much every social media platform. But the morning show is 6 to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday on News Radio KWOS. So you get us on the terrestrial line there at 950. AM, 104.5 FM in the um, uh, mid-Missouri Mid market. But uh, if you want to listen to us out of area, just, just skip the socials. AP for Liberty and I broadcast it every day. But uh, really excited to talk to you guys. You know, they, my dad always said, I'm getting ready to go see my dad right now down in the beautiful Bennett Springs. My dad always said that the the worst day fishing was always better than the best day working. And you got so that right. I'm going fishing, and you guys are working.
2: <laughs> well, I am <laughs> extremely jealous of you now, and you and your dad's. Uh uh that that uh, that statement by your dad is exactly exactly right um so there's there's too many we don't have enough time to get into every single issue and and detail happening in the news right now but i wanted to get your thoughts um since coronavirus 2020 uh starting with coronavirus and now moving into this period of social unrest has been an absolute boom For the uh, gun industry, we talk about it every week with our guests like Aaron, who we talked to in the last segment from uh, Southern Armory, uh, our buddies at Razorback Armory, our friends at uh, Osage County Guns who are going to be joining us in the next segment. Business for these guys has been booming throughout 2020. Um, What are your overall thoughts on is this a a positive thing that um, that everybody is, is out there buying guns or is it are they buying it for the wrong reasons? Like what are what are your thoughts of just how 2020 has had an effect on the on the firearms industry?
0: Honestly, that, that's a good question. And I, you know, under any other circumstances, I might say, hey, yeah, you know, it's a good thing people are wanting to defend themselves. But under the circumstances, I might actually say for the first time ever, this probably isn't a good thing just because I believe the reason why people are doing this is because of the fears of societal collapse. Hmm. Uh, and yes, I do think that the coronavirus outbreak has been the catalyst for that. But then, of course, I think that the, the protest from George Floyd, the flashpoint being uh, the murder of George Floyd, you know, really just added fuel to the fire, if anything, you know, gasoline all over it. But, um, you know, like using firearms. I have people that I'm friends with from pretty much every side of the spectrum. You know, a full-blown communists. You know, you know. I, I don't think I have any Nazi friends. I hope not. But um, I do have friends who are, you know, mild liberals, and they're on the fence about guns. Um, and then I have the liberal friends who are very anti-gun. And I will say that about an equal number of those people have contacted me, just anecdotally to ask for tips and advice about how to purchase a firearm. And many of these are anti-gun liberals who were for banning it, and they were complaining about some of the gun laws that they had voted for in states like Washington and Colorado, New Jersey, and other places. And now they found themselves in cities where they are hoping that police will respond to an emergency call if they need one. But ultimately, understanding that at the end of the day, they now realize more than ever that it is up to them to protect themselves and their families. So overall, not a good situation to be in. I, I would never force someone to be in a situation where they're sitting there with their gun at the door, hoping that you know some protest, you know looters and rioters aren't going to you know, burn down their home. But that is the reality of 2020. It's pretty much the worst year ever that I've lived yeah. in, and you know, because I didn't live through World War Two, But this has got to be as bad as World War Two, at least in terms of consequences to not only people's, to, you know, paychecks, not only people's jobs and their livelihoods, but just mental health. You know, people's people are doing this. Out of fear and panic, that's not a good thing, and I don't celebrate that or relish in it.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, our guest is Austin Peterson. Austin, this is my first time really chatting with you, uh, and and thanks for being a part of the show. But I I have to believe that you know the 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 pang that went through my heart when I heard defund the police. It was it was it was a scare tactic because I don't think people understood, and I, I think there's a lot of people that still don't understand what that means. I don't know if it's necessarily defunding. I think we need to invest in the police for more training, more specialized uh, uh, treatment as far as uh, you know family uh, disputes or domestic violence or you know drug addiction. I mean, cops are trying to take care of everything, and you know you got to do your you know training to become a cop, and you swear on you know with the oath. And then you're off in a in a police car going to work. But I I think that we need more funding for our police department as opposed to defunding. But the term defund police, it it like put a jolt through me. And I think that might be what put people on the path to you know maybe even Democrats Democrat friends that I have they took up arms and they went and purchased something for the very first time just because whether you live rurally. Uh, where it takes sometimes the police officers or law enforcement to get to you a little longer or a lot longer, or the idea that if you call 911 when stuff is going down and they're not coming, it's on you.
0: Yeah. Though you seem like a nice guy, but... No, uh, no. There, you don't think it's a scare of, tactic? I would say that going back to your first point when you're talking about defunding the police and the Democratic scare tactic, I agree with you, but that I think that's unsubstantial. Uh, I think the substantial argument here is question of there's only one group of people in this whole friggin' country that actually, when you say defund the police, go, yeah, baby. And it's not all cops are bastard leftists. It's obviously not right-wing conservatives, and it's obviously not centrist. It's libertarians, baby, because if you think you're going to sit there and pay for more social workers, and they're going to be the ones who are going to solve the problems, you have to look at it, the history of the mental health problems in the 1960s and 70s and the way that we treated mental illness versus how we police mental, uh, mentally ill people. Then we instigated a war on drugs where we started turning these cops into warriors and gladiators, and they're all roided up, and they're taking out their, their aggression on the people. There's this old quote from Battlestar Galactica, where Captain Adama says famously that there's a reason why the military is separate from the police. And the reason is, is because when the military and the police become one, sa- the same role, the enemy of the, of the state tends to become the people. So because we have so, we have so many statutes and codes and laws, we have, we have hyper criminalized the people of the United States. We are an incarceration nation. So when you say defund the police to me, I'm going to cry really hard when they can't get their next mine-resistant vehicle for all the mines that are laid around you know, out here in Jefferson City or the different counties around here in Missouri where we, you know, send out these warrior cops and we give them qualified immunity and turn them into princes of our city so that they can put their knees on the necks of the ethnic minorities. And then you have situations where you have disparities in sentencing. So if there is systemic racism going on, it's not the white people that are getting prosecuted. It's gonna be the minorities always because they don't have the same kind of voting pressure that us white folks can do. So You know, I think that Black Lives Matter saying defund the police is a joke because they're all a bunch of authoritarian Marxists. They love cops. They want to force you to wear masks. They want to force you to buy health insurance. And on the right, you got conservatives who have adopted a new brand of nationalist conservatism that says, oh, well, we do like socialism, but just for white people. Right. We want to create special privileges for certain groups. And at the end of the day, we're going to get more spending just like you say. Yeah, cuz people do get scared when they hear defund anything. You want to defund the police? Oh my god. Oh my god, they're not going to have grenade launchers. Oh, what will we do? But defund Hey, the Austin, teachers, the Austin, School teachers, you know. Awesome. I want
2: to ask another question and we're running out of no, time. No, you don't have, we don't have
4: Yeah, we don't have time for this. Because you, <laughs>
2: You know you're you're fine. Uh, Austin Peterson never fails to stir the pot. That is uh, for sure. Um, So my libertarian uh, my libertarian rank is not as high as yours, but I but I I. Disagree, and I think a lot of us uh, a lot of our our listeners would disagree uh, in, in your characterization of the police force out there and I know I hope at least that you 're exaggerating to make your point but we 've seen already in in the in the chop zone in Seattle that uh, th- this whole like idea of an anti police uh, autonomous zone they've already hired a private security firm to protect uh, property and residents and businesses there so they've essentially already after three weeks installed another police force um, I, I find it I, I, as 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 much as a, a liberty a liberty fighter and freedom fighter as I am uh, that uh, I, I find it hard to believe that we would have a society with with no police.
0: No, we wouldn't, but I mean, of course, nobody wants to pay attention to the examples where libertarianism is in action. So, for example, the most liberal city in the United States, San Francisco, guess what? They've got an area where there is no crime, and in that area where there is no crime, they have a privatized police force. But nobody wants to do that because we're all scared. It's like when you talk about privatizing prisons. But when you say you know, most people would disagree disagree with me on the role of police there, you're probably right, but I mean I don't want to date myself or anything, but – Two police officers in Wilmington, North Carolina, were just fired because one officer says that society needs a civil war to wipe black people off the map. So, who are we empowering? Who are we handing the keys to the kingdom over? If you had a smaller government, you wouldn't need as many police. Because if you had fewer laws, you'd have fewer cops. Why do we do we need ever somebody looking over our shoulder all the time, like freaking Harry Potter, tapping the magic wand on us, telling us what to do? You know, every single thing that conservatives despise about big government. It's the cops who shut your churches down, folks. You know, you forgot that. It was about six weeks ago. Conservatives kind of woke up there for about 30 seconds before they forgot how much they love authority, and they love to go to the shoe stores so that they, they can go out and pick up all the boot polish flavors and just decide which one they like the best. But the problem is is that Define the police does scare most people because most people, they love safety a hell of a lot more than they love freedom.
2: There you go. That is Austin Peterson. If you want to continue arguing with him, you can do so by listening yeah, to his. Yeah, what's, what's his number? Can, I need to get his number. You can, continue, <laughs> uh, you can continue arguing with him by calling into his radio show every morning or following him <laughs> on social media. Austin, uh, before we let you go, one more time, uh, all those ways that people can find you. And, boy, I'm sure they're going to be finding
0: you. Bo, Tony, Chad, thanks so much for your time today. Let me go off. So AP for Liberty on all the socials. AP, the number four. The KWOS Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday, except for tomorrow, because I'm going fishing, boys. I'll catch you later. All right, Austin.
4: <laughs> always you, Austin.
2: great uh, Always great to talk to Austin Peterson, and uh, always, uh, always creates quite uh, the conversation. So uh, we will uh, take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk to our friends at Osage County Guns, and I'm sure Bo and i will react a little bit to what austin just said
4: we'll do that yeah, you didn't give me time to do it you didn't give me time to do it during the debate so uh, <laughs> well, we'll, after the commercial break, we'll have
2: time to do it i promise when we get back we got to take this break and uh we'll be back with more second Amendment radio in the great outdoors don't go anywhere The American 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 the fallout from that conversation with Austin Peterson. Thank you for listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews who has never been chomping at the bit more to respond to or react to a conversation that uh, we just had on the radio station. Boy, if you missed that uh, Back it up. yeah, Rewind it. it. Rewind live radio. Don't forget about our podcast. Uh, We have two podcasts that we put out every week of this show. The show podcast, which we release on Friday, so you can actually get the show before it even airs. And then the uh, podcast exclusive, which is a discussion that you can only get by downloading that podcast, which comes out on Mondays. So the podcast exclusive comes out on Mondays. Our buddy uh, Jake Fair from Osage County Guns is going to be joining us here in just a moment. He's going to be a part of the podcast exclusive this week as well as the rest of the show here today and uh, you can get our podcast just about anywhere you get podcasts, but the best place to do so, in my opinion, is the Radio.com app because you can rewind live radio. The Radio Rewind feature on the Radio.com app is fantastic. You can also stream the station 24-7, so you can listen to the station no matter where you are at, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show uh right there on the app as well. That is the radio dot com app and all of that is absolutely free. The only thing that I think we can all agree with, uh in that discussion with Austin was that he was going fishing and how excited he was to be going fishing <laughs> and uh, I need to remind you that anytime we talk about fishing here on Second Amendment Radio it is brought to you by Bluff City Outdoors over there in Alton, Illinois right on the banks of the Mississippi River. They have got you covered. They specialize in big catfish gear but they also carry a huge selection of crappie and bass lures and everything else that you need for your next fishing trip. You can check them out at twenty eight thirteen East Broadway in Alton, very near fast Eddie's over there, or check them out on the web at BluffcityOutdoors.com. So uh a quick recap because we like I mentioned Jake from Osage kind of guns uh joining us now. Jake, great to talk with you, my friend. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Uh sorry that you're uh you're following the, uh, tsunami, the tsunami that just hit the show uh, in the form of Austin Peterson, who was... Bo, you brought up defund the police. So just, I'm just quickly recapping for people the who are just of, tuning in. I, uh, I,
4: I didn't say to defund him. I just brought up the subject yeah, you, of we were the were yeah, police. Yeah, we were
2: talking about that, that issue that is, that is in the news right now, the defund the police. And Austin, who is the purest libertarian that I know is a big uh, supporter of the Second Amendment. He is a big uh, gun rights guy. I mean, he was the one that made national news for giving away a gun on his Facebook page when he was running for Senate. Um, he is also a a very much a uh, no... I was going to say small government. I, it's almost no government, no government, no authority libertarian. So I think he caught a lot of people off guard when he said that he i don't know that he ever said he supports defund the police but he said that the way that we police in america right now is not the right way to do so right i mean
4: how would you characterize what what austin's point was just now I, well, it, it's, when I brought up the fact that we need to invest in our police departments for more specialized training, I believe that, you know, for the most part, they've got to do a certain amount of schooling. They do driving. They do, uh, you know, uh, marksmanship and then they're off to the department to go to work and, yeah. you know, be a rookie for a while. His I was point only talking was about that
2: the resources and the funding and the money that we spend on policing just like we spend in every aspect of government in the United States he would rather see go to other places and then also brought the example of privatized police departments and how that is the better way to go but he said a lot of stuff about cops and so I wanted to give you a chance to
4: respond. Yeah and Jake I just wanted to you know kind of clue you in because you you didn't hear the part of the conversation yet. But I I literally was talking about the term defund the police kind of put a little scare in me. Because if that were to happen, it would be, and everybody's seen the movie The Purge, it would be The Purge. I mean, look what's going on in the CHOP Zone in Seattle. With their, you know, with no police uh, presence, yeah. That kind of, as a business owner, a personal c- civilian, I think I would be a little bit worried. And I brought that up, and
2: and this is a story that's not getting any attention, which is which is sad because it's I, to me this is a huge story in the the chop area uh, there in Seattle, the autonomous zone where the whole idea was we want to create a society without police. This week, they hired the residents and businesses inside the chop zone, hired a private security firm to provide protection to residents and businesses and provide security inside the chop zone, which means... They installed a police force. They put in a police force after just three weeks. So, do, uh, and, and I'm, and I, and I did say that to Austin to say, you know, I said, so the idea of no police is, is not something that I, I don't think any of us can get behind. And that's when he brought up the example of privatized police instead of the way that we do things now. So, um, yeah, a lot of things there that Austin said that I, that I definitely don't agree with. Um, as far as some of the characterization of the way that, uh, police, uh, funding is used. And, you know, I'm not necessarily against all the equipment that they have. In fact, I think they need more equipment. Um, but uh yeah if you want to hear if you want to hear a whirlwind go back and check out that interview that we just did with Austin and then and then go after him <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm a little bummed I missed it. It sounds like yeah, it was a fun was, conversation.
2: It was something. It was something. So yeah, sorry that we're uh, sorry that we're infringing on your time. Thank you, uh, Jake, for sticking around uh, for the podcast exclusive. We'll continue this discussion over there uh, before we dive into uh, anything else. Uh, what's new at Osage
1: County Guns? Oh, we're just uh, <clears throat> we're running crazy. Um, you know, business is obviously still booming. Everybody's uh, out shopping and um, you know buying the the items that they think that they need and feel comfortable for and with. And um, so business has been, uh, been ramping up and it's been uh, pretty steady and pretty busy. And um, merchandise is getting slim.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hey, Michael, or right. I, I, I'm sorry, Jake, I, I had a, saw a question on Facebook from Michael Duke. He owns, uh, Missouri gold buyers his he had one of his stores looted and and robbed they didn't get anything because he had you know this gigantic you know safe that was installed and it was put in by a crane it was so big a few weeks back and if you're getting robbed you know pars- who you
2: call you call the police because we need police often hmm.
4: <laughs> if if they'll answer their phone anyway jake uh michael duke is asking hey gun enthusiasts for home defense ak-47 or ar-15 before you answer that, can you just dif- differentiate between the two AK forty seven and AR fifteen?
1: Yeah, they're they're both a semi automatic for for commercial you know for the, the standard civilian. They're both a semi automatic rifle. Uh, they're they're built and operate off of different systems, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they shoot you know for the most part they shoot a different caliber. But they're both a semi automatic uh, rifle that takes a, a magazine fed. Um, AK-47s are fantastic. They're indestructible. They run like a champ. Um, you know, they're, They run off a 7.62x39, uh, which is the cartridge that they shoot, versus an AR-15 is a typical It's a five five six two two three, a little smaller bullet, right. r- really fast. Both serve the exact same purpose. Um, both are used military uh, aspects-wise. Um, I think that's, I don't know, for home protection, personal opinion, it's a little overgunned. Um, yeah, that's what I
4: thought. That's more of a long-range uh, rifle, right?
1: Well, it's it's a definitely you know it could be used for various things. It, it, it can be a combat styled rifle, um, but you know if you live in a neighborhood, um, those bullets travel, and you are yeah. responsible for any bullet that goes out that gun. So uh, that's a I, you good know, point. Unless you're going to call your neighbors and tell them to all get on the floor, right. Um, right. You don't, you don't want to have any issues where an innocent bystander. So you know while bigger. So what would your what would, be what would better, your
4: best suggestion be?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm a very large fan of uh, shotguns in a home. Mm-hmm. I'm a very large fan mm-hmm. of um, an AR platform for sure, but you can do that in a 9mm, um, which then runs the same ammo and sometimes even the same magazine as your handgun if you right. run a Glock or a Colt or different things like that. So there's some other avenues where you can have a good protection firearm, uh, You know, handguns, shotguns, even an AR if you want, maybe a different caliber. Um, just understand and know that your surroundings um, and where you're at. If you're in an apartment, yeah. You so know, there's bolus travel.
2: So yeah. So it, Jake, what I have in my shotgun at home um, is well, not it's not in it, but the but the shells that I have are essentially birdshot shells because I'm at my 900 square foot home in Florissant. If somebody's breaking in in the middle of the night and I've got to fire it. God forbid, you're not going to be more than ten or fifteen feet away from me, and I don't want a, I don't want a shell that's going to be going like you said through bedroom walls and or through the walls of the home. So I figure I want something that will spread because if I'm going to shoot, I don't want to miss, and I also don't want to be you know putting whole like you know putting holes through bedroom walls and maybe hitting other people in the house or, like you said, neighbors. So that's kind of – that's always been my philosophy in that. Um, Is that kind of the thing that you're talking about?
1: Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about a shotgun is you can – you don't have to be uh, super proficient. Um, They're easy to run as far as they're simple to control as far as being able to pull the trigger and the safeties and the mechanisms on the actual firearm, whether it's a pump-action shotgun, whether it's a semi-auto. Uh, you can put the barrel just aim the barrel in the middle of the hallway and or doorway and hmm. you're pretty much going to cover that whole area.
2: I also always right. thought that the th- just the sound of racking the shotgun would probably be enough and i would never but, have to shoot it because that's a universal sound that everybody knows so
4: if somebody's in my house killing yeah sound for sure absolutely um, you know. isn't and, it amazing what would the isn't it amazing what we get out of movies i mean i'm i'm right. i'm picturing arnold schwarzenegger with you know both both of those uh, winchester defender shotguns you know yeah
2: <laughs> So there's a whole lot more that I want to talk to Jake Fair about from Osage County Guns, and we will be able to continue this discussion in the podcast exclusive. So make sure, once again, you are downloading that podcast, both of our podcasts every week, on the Radio.com app or anywhere else that you get podcasts. Uh, before we wrap up the show, Jake, one more time, how can people find you out there at Osage County Guns and follow you, social media, websites, all that good stuff?
1: Well, if you're sick of being stuck in the home, get on out take a nice drive. We're out here in Wright City, uh, Missouri, just on I-70. Uh, obviously, you can obviously uh, Google us, uh, Osage County Guns, and pull up our website. Um, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, we're out there to be found and we're happy to help you however we can. Great stuff.
2: All right, we're going to wrap up this week's show. Again, if you missed anything, download the radio.com app and download our podcast or if you happen to be listening on the radio.com app, you can take advantage of the nifty Radio Rewind feature. So make sure you are checking that out. Uh, That is going to do it for this week's show. For producer Chad Ellis and my co-host Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much, For listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
4: See you, boys.